<clears throat> Hello dear listener, um, it, this is Arthur Dilly again and uh, I'm on a journey to share my various incredible experiences uh, over the last 34 years since 1988 um, where I have seen miracles of almost any type and being an engineer, uh, being quite critical of these types of things, it took me quite a while once I had um, had a spiritual, spiritual experience on a mountain where I believe God had touched me and and granted me the privilege of one of them was healing and miracles. So miracles that I'd like to speak to you about uh, today are disabilities. In this case it would be to do with the eyes. So eye, eye disabilities um, and how they can be healed. Uh, we think often that uh, these disabilities are uh, cannot be done, but they can. So here's the first story. It's about a, a security guard um, that I had become friendly with in a place called Prospecton in Durban. Um, this was a time when um, I was servicing machinery around the country for pick and pay in the bakery division. And um, I... I was currently there doing a, a, a service and it was in a big warehouse and obviously when you go into a warehouse uh, you need to go through security check and um, I'd spoken to the guard, he was quite a friendly guy, his name was Ephraim and um, I'd been speaking to him about life every now and then and, and, and he told me about his problems and how he was struggling and so on at home and I told him that he can have peace and uh, he wanted to know how that was possible, so I gave him some some little tracts and booklets on how to have peace, and also I prayed for him. So I prayed with him, and um, uh, not long after, long after, probably two or three days, I said to him, "Now, Ephraim, have you have you read those tracts?" He said, "No." I said, "Why not?" He said, "Well, I can't read. I've never been able to read." Uh, in other words, he'd never been taught to read, so he had no concept of writing or what letters were and so on. I said, oh my goodness gracious. So then the thought came to me, I've read books where where people have um, been prayed for and have received healing, and I know it's possible. Uh, so I said to him, I'm going to lay hands on your eyes and I'm going to pray for you that you would have the gift of, of reading. Um, and this might sound incredible, but uh, there are books and there are testimonies of other people that have had the same experience. So I'm just sharing this one. And I laid my hands on him and I said I spoke the, the gift of reading to him and I left it at that. So I left Durban and some months later I had this interesting letter in the post. And it was from Ephraim. And he called me pastor. Dear pastor, he said, I want to tell you that since you prayed for me, um, I have been able by the power of God to read. Uh, now, of course, uh, his, um, his um, spelling and pronunciation would obviously leave a great deal to be desired uh, because nobody has taught him anything. But he could actually read and he said, by the power of God, I have read the New Testament. And I thought, that is really amazing. And, and also to write, because if you, if you can't read, you, how can you write? You have no ability. So 
and it was quite amazing. I've been looking for the, the letter, unfortunately, it seems to be lost. But it was quite a long letter about how his life had changed and, and so on. So I thought that that's the first miracle I'd like to share about someone who has a, an eyesight or an eye disability. And, and somehow he could read. And this is the most amazing thing. There was a man called um, Smith Wigglesworth. He was a plumber uh, in, in, the, in the last century around about the 1950s, and he was also illiterate as a plumber, and people had prayed for him, and um, he could read the Bible, and the Bible was the only thing that he ever read. He couldn't read anything else. The next, um, next miracle is one of dyslexia, which is an eyesight thing, again, and people think, well, you know, these things cannot be healed. Now, the context of this story is that... Um, I had started a course, a, a disciple-making course, at a friend of mine in a place called Greenpoint. And um, um, so he'd assembled, assembled a few people, and I started teaching there. And I had my manuals, which I call the, um, the, the, the Amiga Disciple-Making Manuals, Level 1, 2, and 3. Uh, they are available on my website, um, together with Books of Miracles, omegadmc.co.za if you would like to um, have a look further. But in any event, so I, um, we were sitting around the table and I had, what I normally do is I get the people to read a paragraph at a time and let everybody uh, participate so that no one gets left out um, of whatever we're teaching. And then when we finish teaching, what we generally do is we, uh, we practice or we demonstrate. So I'd given, say, paragraph one to person number one, Paragraph number two to number two, and so on, and um, and each one would read. So, um, and they were male and female, and so by the time it came to number four, let's say number four, and I'll call the lady's name Jane. I said, "Okay, Jane, would you read paragraph number four? And she piped up quite sharply, and she said, um, "I can't read." I said, "Why not?" She said, "I have got dyslexia, and I can't read." I said, "Oh no." So I thought, okay, well, I'll read in your place if that's okay. So I started to read the paragraph. But at the same time, it, it struck me, my, the compassion of God came on me, this poor woman. Young, she was a young, bubbly, bright person, um, unable to read. And I thought, you know, I was saying, God, this is not good. What about, can we not pray for her? But this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. said to me, don't look up. When you're in the middle of your paragraph, don't look up. Just tell Jane, Jane, I'm just busy here. Can you just carry on quickly, please? And I never looked up, and that's all I did. And as I said, will you please carry on? The next minute, she is reading as if she was a, a normal person. And everybody was shocked, but we didn't say anything. I just, I just kept looking down because I knew this was from God. It was absolutely incredible. And today... She does writing and, and all reading and all sorts of stuff, and God has healed her completely. So I thought to myself, you know, these, are, these types of different miracles are so amazing. Um, and I would like to just close off by saying that um, it's, it's by the grace of God, and it's, and, it's, and it's just 
the love of God that wants to heal people of, of these types of things. Um, I may as well tell you of a third story of eyes, where um, an eye problem which I, which I inadvertently created. It's like a reverse of a healing miracle. Um, I had a guy, I was working on, a, on a, a building site and I needed a bricklayer. And it was quite far from my place where I stay. It was a place called West Beach and Tableview. It's in um, um, Cape Town. And um, I was praying. I just prayed for her. I said, Lord, I need a bricklayer to help me. And within 30, 30 seconds, a guy came along, staggering along the road. And I looked at this guy and he came to me and he said, Sir, have you got any work for me? And I looked at him and I could smell he was drunk. I said, no, you've been, you're drunk, you've been drinking. So then he turned around and he chirped up and he said, no, he said, sir, but I, I've been praying for work, I need money. So I said, but you, you've been drinking and that. He, you know, he said, well, can you please pray for me because, you know, so I can stop. I said, well, okay. So I invited him to get into the garage um, and um, he took his cap off and I started to pray for him. And so what I did was... While I'm praying for him, I, I generally use my, my kind of, uh, the principles I base my prayer on are the Our Father prayer, where we forgive each other, we acknowledge God and a couple of other things. But what was interesting was, so in the middle of the prayer, I prayed, I said, and Lord, when he opens his eyes again, let him be blind to the things of the world and alcohol. You know, in other words, there would be no attraction for him when he saw adverts of alcohol and that sort of thing, or when people were drinking around him. And that, that was my kind of um, request. So, and eventually so I finished, and, uh, but I could sense the presence of God powerfully in, in, that, in the garage. In fact, so much so, I almost had a sense of uh, taking my shoes off because it felt like the ground was holy. But um, I thought to myself, Lord, the garage floor is full of oil. If I take my shoes off, my socks are going to get full of oil. So I just backed out of the garage and I watched this man uh, while he was standing in a trance. After I'd finished with him, he, he was standing there in a trance-like state for probably 10, 15 minutes, uh, which often happens with me. Um, I don't know. It's the power of God that touches people. So anyway, so he wakes up again and he puts his... And he puts his cap on. But now his eyes are wide open, but they're bloodshot. And I thought, well, they're bloodshot because he's been drinking, you know. And But he suddenly took his, his two hands as if to feel in the darkness. You know, when, you, when it's completely pitch dark and you walk around, uh, you move your hands forward to touch maybe the door or the wall or whatever. And, and he's walking towards the wall and he touches the wall and he's walking along. I look at the man, I said, my goodness, I said, what on earth is wrong with you? So he said to me, sir, there's something wrong. I said, yeah. He said, I can't see. I said, what? I nearly fell over. I was, such, I was in shock. I said, so what have I done? I had no idea what had happened. And um, I, I thought about this and I was quite panicking. And I thought to myself, now, how on earth am I ever going to, uh, to you know, what's going to happen with this man? So I, I kind of prayed and in my spirit, as if God said to me, tell him you're going to lay hands in his eyes and you're going to count to three. And at the count of three, when you take your hands off, he's going to see. I thought, whoa, okay, me and my big mouth. I said, okay, but I'll try that. 
So I said to him, and his name was Stanley, I said, Stanley, um, I'm going to count to three, and when I've, I'm going to put my hands on your mouth, and your eyes, I mean, sorry, and when you, I count to three, and when I've, he said, okay, sir, that, that's, that, okay, but, I mean, he didn't, he, I don't think he was sure of that, and I was actually panicking, but, and I was saying, what if he didn't see again, what then will I do? So I was trying to drag it out, but I knew, okay, I had to do this, so, I then put my hand, uh, I'll never forget it, put my hand on his eyes, but and it so happened that um, his nose was in between my fingers, and that's just the way it worked out. So I counted, okay, Stanley, are you ready? He said, yes, sir. I said, one. And I was kind of trying to count to one, one and a half, one and a two, one and three quarters to make it longer. But he said, one, two, three. And I took my hand off and said, see. And he could see. It was absolutely stunning. I mean, I thought, yeah, this is amazing. Now, the listener, you may not be aware of this, but uh, there was an exactly the same scenario in the Bible um, in a chapter, uh, it's called the book of Acts chapter 13. And uh, in Acts chapter 13, you'll find Paul is uh, on the island of, um, I think it's Malta. And, uh, and so what's happening is, um, what's happening is that there's a magician interfering with him. Uh, no, I think it was Cyprus. Anyway, so some magi- magicians trying to tell the, the governor of the of the country or the, the area, don't listen to to Paul. And Paul got the zig in with this man, and he said, "You son of the devil, how much longer must God put up with you?" And he said, "You are going to be blind for a time." And he and he, he commanded blindness over this man. And he spoke it over him, and instantly the man went blind for a time. Now. I thought about this, and I, that's exactly what happened to me, although the exact details were different, but the result was the same. The man could not see, uh, even with his eyes open, like I was standing. Um, and, um, and because of that miracle, the governor saw the man going blind and uh, believed. But the, here's the interesting thing. Paul himself had undergone a very similar operation on the road to Damascus when he was out to tackle all the Christians. And um, he was riding along and a light came from heaven and and he fell down. Uh, the, the light was so bright. Uh, because obviously, he couldn't stand or he couldn't see. And when he got up, he was blind. So, so And he was blind for three days. And of course, the story goes that somebody was sent, a chap called Ananias, was given a vision of Paul and to go lay hands on him, and 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 of course this 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 uh, this Ananias didn't want to go because he knew that Saul had come to to um, to imprison all the Christians, but God had said to him, "No, you must go. I've given him your name, and and I, and you must go. And I told you where you are, and so on in face. And this man Ananias is going to come pray for him. I've given him a vision as well. So to just close off on this section of uh, disabilities uh, regarding eyesight and I'll give uh, quite a few other disabilities regarding other things as well Uh, but I thought dear listener you might find this interesting Um, these stories that I give you of the real love and, 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 and power and compassion of God working through such a person as me um, which is a real privilege and, um, you know, if you like these stories, I don't know if you want to make a comment or send a comment, uh, it'll be grateful. But this is Arthur Dilly um, signing off. 
Until next time, God bless.